Good to see everyone today. Uh, I'll make a couple uh, comments in regards to the game on this past Saturday and then uh, maybe a few things about our upcoming game on the road versus Youngstown. Uh, still excited about the win, and, and I know our players are too. I uh, have had the opportunity to bump into a bunch of them yesterday, either in the training room or just moving through the facility today. Um, I think we came out as healthy as we can after a big physical game like that, and so that's always a positive when you can get a win and, and don't feel like you got banged, too banged up during the course of it. A um, number of positive things that came out. Uh, one, uh, need to say something, Ben Ellison, uh, most career touchdowns for a tight end uh, in this game. Again, uh, exciting for him. Uh, shows his career, the success he's had, and just how we've been able to utilize that, that position room. And uh, those guys continue to perform for us. Uh, ran the ball for 330 yards. Had it, did it. Uh, had a good day on special teams. I really thought Garrett Wegner had an outstanding day. Uh, kickoffs, punts, uh, you know, I think every kickoff we had was, was through the end zone or a touchback, uh, and, and that was critical for us. It didn't matter if it was into the wind or with the wind uh, on Saturday, and so really pleased with how Garrett was performing. Uh, red zone defense, uh, you've heard me talk about it probably as a coordinator and then uh, even, even as a head football coach, but uh, field goals aren't going to get you beat, um, and uh, you know, our, our defense did a good job. And then the number one word that we talked about last week was finish. And we felt like uh, two weeks ago we didn't finish some plays, didn't finish some series, um, didn't finish some drives. Uh, not, not saying that we were perfect on Saturday, Saturday by any means, but you know, at the end of the first half, we were able to finish by not giving up points, and then we were able to finish the football game with a victory. And so uh, at the end of it, you know, our, our kids, they did exactly what I asked them to do, and that was come out and finish and compete for 60 minutes. Uh, there, there are a few things that I think, and I, you know, some big things that we need to continue to work on. Ten penalties is way too many. Uh, and, you know, I was joking with the captains this morning in my captains meeting, and I said the Bison uh, stopped themselves. It had the best red zone defense all day. Either we were stopping them with our defense or we were stopping them with penalties, uh, or stopping ourselves with penalties in the red zone. And so that's something that I think we can definitely clean up. Uh, and, and unfortunately, there are a lot of no-effort penalties. They're, they're, they're jumping off sides. They're, they're, they're things that – you can control mentally. Uh, if it's a holding call, if it's a pass interference that gets called, I understand. Uh, th those are in the heat of the game, and those are high-effort, high high-energy penalties that just happen in the game of football. But when you're making penalties that, um, you know, they're, they're all because of you at that time. We need to do a better job of that. Uh, red zone offense, got to continue to stress that. We got to convert better or do a better job of converting in the red zone. And I think uh, we'll continue to work on that. And then the run defense. Um, you know, we've played better. We will play better. Uh, you know, but I, th I thought they had an outstanding back. And I thought their offensive line complimented him well. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from South Dakota State. I'm just finding things that I know that we need to continue to improve on during the course of the last four games of the season. Um, you know, other comments that I'll – because I know it's going to get at the two-point play. Uh, Probably in, in hindsight should have kicked the PAT, but at that moment I probably let my emotions get the better of me. And we had just scored two touchdowns in the last three minutes of play, and I felt like regardless, let's get in the end zone one more time. What kind of message would that send to them? And I know it was only a two-point touchdown, but uh, I felt like our the motivation, or I shouldn't say, but just how our kids were at that moment. They, they scoring another two points could be critical throughout the rest of the game. And uh, I, I knew we were up by 10. Uh, I have a sheet with me on the sideline. I look at it before every series just to make sure because we do have the ability to score explosively. And uh, it was just a, a bad call by myself. And I'll, I'll take all the heat for it, and that's okay. Um, 
you know, it's like I said, it's, it's nice when you get to learn and you still win. Um, but uh, um, otherwise, uh, I'll, I'll open it up for questions at this time. Johnson did not play. Uh, just didn't feel that uh, in the run game uh, and a lot of the uh, the power sweep stuff we were doing that this game just fit kind of where he was at. And so uh, it wasn't that he's injured or uh, had did anything wrong. Just uh, one of the games that, that uh, didn't fit into our plans as much. Seems Adam uh, Cofield early in the year seemed like more of a power guy, but in the last three games he's had big runs, a bunch of 50 plus runs of 71 plus. Is he? Becoming more of an explosive type running back, or how would you explain the way he's played over the last? Well, I think he, he's always been explosive. Uh, uh, sometimes the, you know, the the nickname, the power back, uh, comes just from when probably we use him, and it's a lot of times in the eye, um, and so he gets associated with being a downhill back because we're running power with him or we're running some sort of gap scheme. Uh, we're attacking the line of scrimmage with him. But, you know, he, he has great speed. He has great – you've heard me say it. He has great f- footwork. He can make people miss. You, you know, that, that last uh, big run of his, I mean, being able to uh, – an arm tackle is not going to cut it. You know, Adam's a powerful kid but uh, still has good speed where he can, he can outrace people as well. He's listed now number one on the depth chart. Is that significant of, of anything? No, I wouldn't have known that that changed. So uh, uh, that probably just another head coach mistake. <laughs> you could play that FCS kickoff game much like Youngstown did. At this, at this point of the year, does it make it seem even longer since you started so much earlier than other schools? Say that one more Youngstown time. Youngstown played the FCS kickoff this year. You guys did that yep. a few years ago. Does that make it now, here we are, November, even the season even longer than it usually is? You know, going back to those few years that we did play, that early game, I think it does. Uh, it, it, I, those might I don't know, I can't remember if those were 12-game seasons or not, but it does add up a little bit. Um, one of the benefits of probably playing in that FCS kickoff is there usually is a bi- another bye week thrown in there, so you get to play one game, do a great job evaluating your personnel and your talent and what you're good at and maybe what, what you need to improve on, you know. When, when you don't play in that game, you're only, you get one, and, and like us, we're going to play eight straight here, and, and we're going to have to learn on the run. What's your big takeaway from this game? I mean, hard fought, hard nose, all the emotion, everything. You guys come out with that win. What's your takeaway, and what do you hope your young guys take away with this? Well, I, I hope, the as I said earlier, one of the positives was that we were able to finish, and, you know, we need to continue to work through setbacks. Uh, there's penalties, uh, the, you know, there's always negative plays that happen out there. There's, we gave up seven explosives, uh, but our kids continue just to keep coming back and, and lining back up and playing extremely hard. And so I was pleased with that. Uh, at halftime, there was no fire and brimstone talk. I mean, we could control everything. It wasn't that we were playing poorly. We just weren't playing efficient all the time. And so, uh, you know, every little play matters. Um, being detailed in your assignment, being disciplined, is critical as well because of the penalties. I'll go back to those things because I really think those got us off track a few times. We had the we we were, had a good series going. We had an eleven play series. We had a penalty. We had a fifteen play series. We had a penalty. And and so just those little things right there just set you back. And and, and now you're trying to get that momentum again. And and just frustrating moments. But I, I think we can continue to learn through them. But 
you know, what a, what a Saturday. What, what, a, what a football game. And, and I respect South Dakota State, you know, and, and I had an opportunity to visit with Coach Stiglmeyer before the game. And uh, I've known him for years. And we, we joked 2008, he tried to hire me as a linebacker coach. And so uh, he was giving me a bad time about it, that uh, uh, how funny things work out. But uh, uh, they're a good football team, and, and, and they got some really talented players and good coaches. Were you, were you okay with the, with the halfback pass, the, the Williams call on third and two that ended up in the interception? Did you guys reassess that, or are you fine with call and all that stuff? I, I, I trust our coordinators. Uh, you know, I have meetings with Tyler. I sit in a lot of offensive meetings. And, and there's, there's video, there was video evidence. There's two halfback passes against South Dakota State this year. And uh, if, if you watch film, he's open. Now it just comes down to execution. It wasn't if it was a bad play or not. It's just players still have to execute at times, and we didn't get the edge blocked quite as if we would like to have. Uh, and so we'll go back and learn. But at the same time, it, it, you've heard me say it. I'm gonna. We would like to make people have to defend the entire football field. And you know, sometimes uh, in, in the past, I feel as if we play the game. It, between the hashes, and we need to do some things that are a little bit different. And, and this one came back and, and got us. And, and I'll take the uh, – I gave Tyler permission to call it. Let's go. You guys have been pretty good between the hashes. That's why. <laughs> we, we have. And I, I don't – wouldn't say we're not still. Uh, but we, we but we, we do have a better passing game right now. We've been able to pull some people out of the box uh, because of our passing game, because of having threats on either side. And uh, I, I'm excited about where we're at. We'll, we'll, we'll run the football when we need to run the football. And I think we still have done a pretty good job when you're averaging 300 yards a game. You're kind of, you're kind of getting a reputation as a riverboat gambler, kind of head coach with the call. <laughs> so are you okay with that? Or that I, you, you know, I think some of these calls, if, if the people who really know me, would say they are 100% opposite of what they would expect from Coach Anson. So maybe that's part of the reason why they have been called. But I'm probably about as conservative of a person as you'd ever find. Matt, on the fourth and inches, we all talk about Cofield, but what did you see from watching tape that you didn't see on the sideline? Well, I was... Since the play was at our sideline, you kind of saw Josh Babich. And the other guy who I think, you know... No one has ever said his name, but did it on because we were in 23 Ogre. It was our personnel grouping. First time we'd ever been in it all year. Uh, the Ogre just means that we have an offensive lineman in an eligible number. Cody Mock was number 88. Cody was in. So the play before the timeout, Cody lined up on the other side. And, and so then we came back and we, we just flipped the formation uh, after the timeout called by SDSU. Uh, I think Cody Mock and uh, uh, Cordell Volson were critical. I mean, they, they ate up the six technique, took the six technique up to the mic uh, and, and, and set the edge. Uh, Josh Babbage did a great job of getting a piece. And then Hunter Lukey did an outstanding job of just getting enough of that, of that corner trying to come down. I mean, all they were, they were in goal line defense in the middle of the field. It was goal line zone. You know, so if, if you were going to throw the ball, they, they were going to concede it, but they were going to pack the box with 11 guys. And uh, we, we ran similar things defensively here before. And so probably one of the benefits of, of the similarities between offense and defense uh, from South Dakota State and ourselves is uh, it's a look that our offense has seen before in fall camp and in spring ball. 
I think defensively they play extremely hard. Uh, they're physical. Uh, even in the back end, they have some really good football players. Um, just, I don't want to miss the name, but uh, uh, I think they're, they're uh, Mike linebacker Ray Anderson's a real good football player. Uh, the other guy that jumps out at me is uh, Cash Mitchell. They're Will, and then they're they're starting what I would consider strong safety. Uh, Zaire Jones is a real good football player. Come down and and and, and a crack. And so these guys play really good football on defense. And, and they're still similar to, to, to what they've done. They're going to be a two-high bracket team, play some quarters, uh, and then occasionally bring some pressure. Uh, they're going to rely on their front four to, to get after your quarterback. After such a high win, what, after now you got to go back on the road again, is there any worry about this team you know, taking a step down, so to speak, and play? It hasn't even crossed my mind. Uh, we're going to address it on uh, our Monday meeting and, and move forward, but we need to continue to get better. We've still got to finish the season. Uh, Trey Lance had 18, career high 18 runs. I know you talked about a pitch counter monitoring. Yep. 18 too high, or what's your thought on that number in this game? And well, you know, two of them were, one was a sack, one was a scramble. So, you know, and, and they're all called with the possibility of him keeping the football. Uh, there is always a read somewhere in there. We're not blocking someone, and, and, and the decision is going to be based on what that individual does. Uh, you know, I don't have a concern. Um, we went into this game with the idea that we were going to quarterback run game. We played the same, same outfit nine months ago, and, and, and a former quarterback we had had 15 carries for 150. So the video evidence was there that they had struggled with quarterback run game, and so that was part of the, part of the process going into it. Uh, and, and I don't have the stats in front of me, and, and – and, uh, Ryan might be able to help me out, but I think he averaged close to five yards a carry if you subtract a sack, probably. And so I think that's a pretty good clip. You know, and I know the 12-yard gain he had down by the end zone got negated by a personal foul. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not – you know, I know he has probably about 80 carries so far this year, and uh, I think we've used other quarterbacks probably about in the same, same ratio. Youngstown State's played you guys about as tough as anybody in the last three or four years. Is that just because they play such good defense? Or is there something else going on where they match up well with you guys to get some technical games in the last four years? I think they're, they're really sound up front, offensive line, defensive line. So I think that uh, uh, always generates a, a great level of competition when two teams play. Uh, I think th they have good skill. Uh, coach Polini is an outstanding football coach. Uh, and, and so I think defensively they do cause us some issues. Uh, they always have answers. Uh, they, can make, they make really good in-game adjustments. So it, it's going to be for us to go on the road, we need to play well early during the course of the game. And if you remember last time we were out there, uh, I don't know if it was a, a, an early evening game or, or an evening game. Uh, I just know it was dark when it ended. But we didn't play very well early. And we kind of got ourselves behind uh, the eight ball a little bit. We need to, we need to get out and, and get going early in this game and, and uh, establish a run game, establish playing good defense, and make them earn everything. What, is, uh, what, what did they do last week that maybe they didn't do the previous three weeks stopping money on the stuff? Well, effective. They're, they're running the football, uh, and they did a nice job. Uh, the quarterback, Mays, is getting a little bit healthy. Uh, after the UNI game, I, I believe he had somewhat of a knee issue. Uh, they were rotating some quarterbacks. So he's back in there, gives them the ability. He never left, but he has given them the ability to have a little bit more plus-one run game now. So, uh, again, making people have to defend a little bit more offense, more of their playbook. Matt, this is your only night game of the season. Any changes itinerary-wise, or how do you feel about playing evening? This Saturday? I, indifferent. 
Uh, it's all about the players. Uh, whatever we need to do to get those guys ready. We'll change up our Saturday a little bit just because we will be in a hotel the majority of the days. So we'll have a have a walkthrough in the morning, probably another walkthrough in the afternoon, and just try to keep our guys moving. Uh, but we're going to leave roughly the same time. Talk to the captains this morning. They want to continue to have the structure and the routine that we've had up to this point, and uh, I agree with them. Let's not change if we don't need to. You expect uh, Garrett Malstrom back this week? What's his status? He warmed up on Saturday, uh, wasn't ready to go. Knock on wood, uh, work with Bobby and our medical staff to see where he's at, but uh, it would be great to get him back. Have you had a look at the conference standings now heading into the last month to assess where things are at? I haven't looked at them at all. And uh, all I know is we need to win one this week. Dom Davis, what's his status? Uh, Dom's still trying to recover from the uh, uh, from his partially torn ACL and, and, and do what he can. Uh, you know, just probably not where he needs to be from a health standpoint. You know, when you go on the road, you're all of a sudden limited to 64 guys dressing, and, and they all have to have a critical role and be able to help help you on special teams if they're not a starter on offense and defense.